Every morning when I wake up, uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up, uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really though, it's never enough. All right, everybody. Hi, and welcome to my so-called LA Life, a podcast dedicated to the documentations and realities of living in Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit, or your guide on how to survive the mean streets of LA. My name is Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host, producer, Eric Sanchez here. How do you feel, Eric? I feel great. I feel great. We have a we have a guest. Here. I know. I'm so excited. Like I'm finally done just talking to you. I need another <laughs> yeah. man in my life. Yes. Uh, so we have our fabulous guest. His name is Sean Hoff. Hi, Sean. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I feel like this is like a first initial Tinder date because we've never actually met only through DMs. That's true. And you're both dressed up and I'm not. So that's interesting. But the difference between a Tinder date is that there's an extra man in the room. So that's kind of like. I guess it depends on what kind of Tinder dates you go on. I, I mean, yeah. Like <laughs> more, this is more like a gangbang Tinder date. Right. This Tinder date was, was brought to you by Brazers. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know what that is. All right, Sean. So every time we have a guest on the show, we start with a, with a little icebreaker, and it's uh, what's the most LA thing that's happened to you lately. So I'm gonna start because I'm sure you have many, many stories, and you will be last because that would start the actual podcast. Let's do it. So the most LA thing that's happened to me lately is that I'm finally over the Ebola LA virus, and that means the freaking cold and flu that everybody's been having and it's just it's, it's been killing me for the last month or so um i think you're just hung over that could be it that you work at a bar like <laughs> if you work at a bar and you say you got sick no one believes you no but for that's real like, that's like, like fake news right like now. being sick in la it just it just takes a life of its own it's just it's like monstrous you're like it's an exorcist you're in bed forever you're vomiting just green stuff it's coming out of everywhere and i'm finally over it so i feel great so that's kind of like my la not story but kind of like fact right now. well your date's getting off um starting off great <laughs> I know what with, I'm talking the, about. with the throw up so see this is why first dates are hilarious especially if you don't know each i'm not saying this is a first date obviously but i'm saying you just start talking and you're like it's like throwing spaghetti and you're like praying this shit's done like you're like please please so that was a bad start um my la story for this week you'll appreciate this um i got into a twitter war with um a woman that i don't know apparently she's like a pr lady or whatever um, and I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't want to get. Okay, so <laughs> no blacklist here. I'm on. I'm he, on. He I'm totally on Twitter. was blacklisted. I, okay, so I'm on Twitter and I like to troll people. I find <laughs> I find the world we live in to be somewhat of a joke, right? I don't take myself too seriously. I try not to take other people seriously at all, right? So uh, I see Artie Lang. Artie Lang post. I love Artie Lang. Artie Lang posts. Shout out to Artie Lang. A Bill Maher thing, right? And I say a story about I ran into Bill Maher at a party one time. I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the men's restroom. Um, he's peeing next to me. I'm not looking, and in walks hot blonde, huge tits, drunk. Like I need to use their restroom. Prostitute. Every single, it was like a Playboy party. Every <laughs> single, I think it was at the Playboy mansion. Every single person in the restroom is like, yo, like stoked, like yeah, yeah, lady, like come over, use my stall. Like a, he's like. Ah. Fucking disgusting. This is a men's restroom. Blah, blah, blah. That was Bill Maher? That was Bill Maher, right? So I tell this story on Twitter, and then I put hashtag small penis. I'm fucking trolling Bill Maher. I don't care. I don't care about his politics. I don't care about none of that, right? This woman 
attacks the shit out of me and just starts going in on me, calling me like fucking mediocre, da da da. So I responded to her in very trolling way. I said, self-made producer director equals mediocre. What does PR equal? Right? <laughs> just like we're having fun, you're attacking me, I'm attacking you, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, she's on my Instagram, she's on my LinkedIn, she's on my Facebook. She's found my business partner and hit him up saying, you represent this company so badly. She was okay. not playing. She, was she not trolled playing. the troll. She, she trolled, trolled troll. a troll. The troll I, got I, trolled I big got time. I trolled like, okay. You got murked. Is I that got what fucking, <laughs> hold on. It gets worse. L's, honey. It gets worse. L's. It gets worse. So I'm like an emotional person. So I was like, if one person doesn't like me, it bothers me, right? So I'm like, fuck, man, this chick's just fucking. But I'm never attacking her, calling her a bitch, or anything like that. I'm just trolling the shit out of her. And I'm just, like, dragging her ass down. I was like, yeah, next time I work with an artist, I'll make sure to think of you. And I said, I'm like, actually, I won't. And neither will the artist. Like, fun little jabs, right? She took <laughs> yeah. this shit so fucking hard. I get oh, an God. email from CAA <laughs> that says... Can you explain to people who CAA okay, is? CAA, so some some people don't Arts know. Agency, right? Like, the biggest, right? One of the biggest sure. agencies. Yes. Sure, right? Yeah, okay. So, Beardo, a guy we both know, sends me an invite to a CAA party at Hyde, right? Probably that you sent him. And I RSVP like I do to all these parties. I get these every day, and I RSVP to all of them. And I never go because I don't want to go. But I like the idea of going, right? Like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm you like the confirmation that they at least yeah. they at least said you could go. Yeah, you don't like, necessarily have to be there. Like, I put my but, website. But they said it was okay. Yeah, I put my website on there, you know? So, it's like, you know I'm a director. You can see I worked with, you know, some big artists, right? And um, immediately get a reply, uh, the list is closed, which happens all the time. Yeah. Sure. So I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I get one that says, you are not invited to this event and will not be let in. Oh, God. And this I'm, woman was out for blood. She hates you. She was like, I'm going to make you my project. Little, oh, my God. Little man. <laughs> and I kept calling her lady. And then I looked her up and she's like uh, kind of a big PR. And I feel kind of bad because I know people who know her. So um, she's not the cutest. And I heard that she's Puerto Rican. So that makes me look bad. I thought of you. I was like, Shut man, this up. chick is a bitch. <laughs> They're usually hot blooded, aren't they? <laughs> Very we tend to be bitches, but I would never black you from a party, Eric Sanchez. Never troll a Puerto Rican, dude. They'll fucking, they hey. won't stop. She didn't stop until she wanted my, she wanted to get me fucked up. She thought I was like, she's sponsored by these companies. She's calling companies. She's calling my business. Well, guess partner. what? We have a bigger dog in here, and his name is Sean Hoff, and he's gonna he's gonna blacklist this bitch. I, I I'm trying to think of a story that's somewhat Hollywood-ish. Oh come on! Recently. You just went to the Grammys, the Emmys, Chateau Marmont. You went yeah. every, Super Bowl. Um, you have two motorcycles that you just got in this morning <laughs> in your office. Nice. Yeah, they're nice. Um, I uh, there's two funny ones. I'll make them short. There, SAG Awards night, we ended up in a bungalow after the after parties. I'm talking like this party started at like 2 a.m. My favorite type of parties. Yeah, and it's, (laughs) well, we went to the after party, and then this is like the after party to the after party. And we're sitting in a room, and it's, I'm not, a huge celebrity had had bought this suite. And uh, it was a cast of a big HBO show, which I won't say the name of, and a few other shows. And everybody is literally just doing wild ass shit like making out on the bed doing blow all the typical hollywood nightlife but the cast of really big shows that are currently on the air that seem to all know each other relatively well and it was just funny sitting back and just being like oh this is fucking life like this is so funny. were you not partaking in the fun i was i was hanging out on the balcony smoking some weed 
I probably shouldn't say that, but it's legal in California now. <laughs> it's legal. It's fine. With, with, with our At dear... least you didn't say you were doing like blowing off rail somebody's ass. No, okay? with our, so di- with our dear friend Beardo. And um, uh, yeah, it was very surreal. The other funny moment is also involves Beardo, which is funny, oddly enough. Everywhere. He's everywhere. Beardo, for people who are just listening, is a guy who literally is at every event and he's amazing. No one knows what he does, but he's everywhere. He's <laughs> kind of like Waldo. He just shows up and he's there. And multiple events a night. Multiple I've seen him, like, events a night. It's amazing. Celebrity he, events. He's like, the Taz. Incredible. The Tasmanian devil of uh, events. So he's he's he loves getting photos with celebrities. I work in talent. I, I I've worked as an agent. I don't. I'm not huge into it. If they're my friends, I'll take a photo. I'll post it. If I'm hanging out with them in a social circle for more than ten minutes, and we get a group photo, or someone's like, let's get a photo photo of you guys, I will gladly you know post it or take it. Beardo will take photos with anybody. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's the cash me outside girl. It doesn't matter like who it is. If he thinks That's he's getting amazing. a like on it, he will take the photo. So we're at the um, we're at the I think it was oh man where was it? We're at the Netflix Emmy party I think it was, and he sees Hugh Grant and he's like, oh Hugh, can I have a photo uh, with you? And Hugh's kind of like, no, piss off. And um, we were like, okay, what a dick, but whatever. <laughs> So then we're at another after party, literally about an hour later. We uh, He sees Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. He's like, I got to get a photo with you. And Brian's the nicest guy in the world. So Brian's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Let's grab a photo. He's like, Sean, get in this. I was like, God damn it. But okay, because he's fucking Brian Cranston. So I get in the photo. Right when we're taking it, this idiot runs by dunks. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We look at the fucking picture, and it's got him, Hugh Grant, who photobombed us by accident. So we got a photo with his dick ass anyway. Oh, and, God. Uh, so that was kind of funny. That, that, that's a really, really, really good like story. That's like the most L.A. thing we've I know. ever had. We Hugh like... Grant photobombing your photo? Like, get, like piss off. And he would have like, been so mad because he doesn't like photos with people. But he's Hugh know. Grant. Like, you yeah. know, who cares? The little guy from Game of Thrones, <laughs> Peter, what's his name? Peter Dingridge? The little guy from Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking hates photos with people. He won't do them. And Beardo, I swear, has asked him like 50 <laughs> times for photos. And he kind of knows him now. And he literally tells him to fuck off when he sees him. And it's the best thing. Them. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Okay. So, Sean, for all of those that really don't know you, and part of the premise of uh, my so-called LA life is to just talk about what brought you to LA and, you know, what are the reasons that you're here? I mean, how did you get to LA? By way of what? By way of a, a shitty 1994 Honda Civic from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. It was the most piece of shit car. It broke down twice on the way here. Um, that was about almost 15 years ago this year. And it's only four hours, so that car must have been like it, hurting, it, like, huh? Well, the thing is, it was overheat. <laughs> so leaving the fucking desert, it was like, God, fuck. Like, God damn it. The, You're like, I'm going to die out here with Will this I ever make Civic. it to LA? It would overheat leaving like the <laughs> desert. Bury me in my Civic. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of unfortunate ways to die, but in, in an overheated 94 Civic is not going down in a blaze of glory. But, yes, yeah, so I moved out here. Um, I, you know, I didn't move out here for any particular reason. I, I grew up in theater, and I, I skateboarded semi-professionally as a kid. So I take the bus hours as a kid to come to L.A. and skateboard. So I knew a bunch of, like, low lives out here. So I was like, I'm going to go sleep on some couches. I came out to L.A. I slept on some couches. I met a girl who I won't say, who's a famous actress. She wasn't at the time. She was very unknown. And her dad's a big agent. He's a big theatrical commercial agent. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you grew up doing theater. Like, you're broke. Go do some commercial auditions. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do commercial auditions. But I went and did them anyway. I landed a national target campaign within the first month I was here, and I think the check was like forty five thousand dollars. That's amazing. Commercials don't pay like that anymore. They do not. They really yet. don't. I just came back from a buyout. from a casting from a 
Burger Kings, three thousand yeah. dollars. So it's this like was nothing. this was this was a national commercial and, and no burgers. Like I can't even get good fillers for three thousand dollars. Yeah. For God's so sakes. so I was like, you know, maybe this acting thing's not so bad because I was finally able to get myself an apartment. It was the God, that apartment sucked, dude. That was the worst <laughs> fucking place. I lived I lived wait, on Wait, wait. Every apartment in LA kinda sucks. No, this was like this one sucked <laughs> like the worst. So get this. I, I, I'm gonna try and give a visual through like talking, which is hard, but I, I lived in this like roach infested apartment off Melrose and the floor was slanted and I was so broke I could only afford this really shitty bed off of Craigslist and it was on uh, wheels. And the the room was so small that there was no room for anything else besides this bed and a small dresser and this really old school big TV. So whenever I bring uh, chicks back to my like apartment, I'd have them sit on this bed. And literally, as soon as you sat down, it'd go sliding across the fucking room because of the can the the wheels on the floor. And the room was slanted. So anytime you'd sit down, it'd be like, and it was oh my god, it was terrible. Oh my that's god. great. That's... Anyway, anyway, so long story short, because I can go on forever. I I booked a commercial. Um, it did very well. The paycheck for me at the time was very well. Um, and the series was like a it was like a blue series, like everything blue, blue detergent, blue beach balls, blue lawn chairs. It was like a summer summer thing that it did so well. They did another one uh, for Christmas, and it was red themed. Um, and I booked that almost back to back because we shot the the summer one. Yeah, and it was nobody so, ever does that. So for within a year, I had <laughs> made like all this money. Uh, yeah, like 19? 19, yeah, okay. ish. And I, you've so, been here floundering for a oh, good year. Not even like not, six, seven like months. Six, seven yeah, months. yeah, I was barely there. So I had, I had like over a hundred grand, and I was like, holy shit, LA's that's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And then the next few years sucked. So it's kind of <laughs> like that's how LA works. I've, well, I've actually that's, said that's this many, many times. Like the first year I moved here, I booked a commercial for American Airlines. That's the only commercial I've ever yeah, booked. Exactly. And that was like right? two and a half that's years exactly, ago. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. And then I just decided well, to make this podcast because nobody wants to book me anymore. So I decided just to make my own at this I, point. You know, I think my first day back in LA. So I moved to Orange County, right? I came back at 2000, I want to say seven, eight. And my first day here, I got a job I thought was going to be like as a graphic designer for this charity, blah, blah. I meet up with one of their friends and he sits me down and goes, so what do you want to do while you're here? Like for money. And I was like, no, I work for your boys, right? He was like, oh, dude, <laughs> these guys don't really pay. They're going to suck you dry. Like homie to homie. I just met you, but you're fucked. Do and something. I'm like, and I'm like, uh, and he's like, well, dude, like. So what do you want to do? And I was like, I remember I had a buddy. Okay, this is back in the 2001 days in yeah. the hills with a lot of cocaine, right? I was sleeping on cocaine at the time. <laughs> Seriously sleeping. On a bed of cocaine? I didn't, I didn't that's have, kind of my, that's like my dream. Bed. It was like a bed of cocaine. It's almost like a cloud. <laughs> it was like a, a cloud of cocaine and cigarettes. It was fucking horrible, right? But I remember one time being really on one, and this dude walks in. It's like 6 in the morning. I'm like reading the paper. Oh God! Because you know I mean? you're, like, you're all oh, on coke. My jaws trying to read, I'm, trying to read the I'm paper because you Bobby know you're Brown. not reading. I'm like looking at the sports <laughs> section, like fucking UCLA. And uh, this dude walks in. He's like, "Oh, I gotta go to work, dude." And I was like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm a PA." So all I knew was the word PA. I didn't really understand what it was. I, you know, I grew up in the industry, but I don't know what these things are. You no know, it was does. a job that paid. <laughs> no one does. Yeah, it's a job, and it only has and you're two. All, and, and you're all only, coked up at six in the morning. Has two letters, right? So he asked me a question. I was like, "Pa," like you know. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, my dad's a producer, and uh, da da da." In the business, working ever since like that day, and rode that out until it almost killed me. But that's L.A. That's a real when Hollywood you, story. It's a fresh meat town. That's how Definitely. it works. It's a fresh meat. You're new. It's like, yeah, I got you, and then you know, have sex with you, and then you know, yeah, you're on the side. <laughs> well, okay, Sean, you no longer are an actor. No, I don't. I don't go out for stuff. I, I ended up moving to New York. I, I did a soap out there for about a year, and then I moved back to L.A. I pissed through a bunch of money, and then I I was broke. 
and dating a girl at the time who worked at MTV. And she was like, oh, you should get into casting. Like, you're really good at talking to people. I hosted a show for MTV called Overdrive. It was a online. It was our first online music Overdrive. countdown show. You go to like overdrive.com.mtv.overdrive.com. Yeah. I think I remember they that. They do their daily yeah. like top ten. It was like yeah. that was. I did that for like a year and a half. So it was. You know, I um. Sorry, I'm just adjusting here. So I'm, I'm adjusting my pants. That's uh, right, no, I'm, okay. We have those talents here. I like We're those talented talents. people. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they are very talented. Um. So I. St- she was like, "Oh, working casting," and I was like, "Okay." So I started going out to all these events, and it was like the bottom of the totem pole, like recruiting and just doing the worst oh, those jobs. Those things they have, I'm like, we set up these big tents, call? and we'd like try oh, to get these. Yeah. We try to get these hot college kids Me on and my camera. Pulled chicks from there because he was a model. Exactly. I think I went to one of those so, in my, back in Miami. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you say soap operas because all my training was in Spanish soap operas right. back in Miami because they wanted me to go work with Univision and Televisa and all that shit. And I'm like, dude, I can barely speak Spanish. I have like the worst broken <laughs> and down those Spanish are a lot ever. fucking harder to shoot than you'd ever imagine because they're, they're, the schedule is like brutal. They're multicam shows, which a lot yeah. of people don't realize they're multicam no, and shows. And you do like 30 scenes in a day. You do 30 scenes a day and, and you don't get your lines for the next day until that night. So exactly. it's like you're you're going nuts. Or you have like a little headpiece and you have to like somebody's t- I wish you, I had a headpiece. Somebody's feeding you lines and you're trying to act like somebody's trying to feed you these crazy so lines. That's why all and, soap but, actors but, are bad. Yeah, that's probably because why. Latin soap operas are on the next fucking level. I mean, you got to get... In regards to bad? It's, it's definitely <laughs> bad. Not only do you have, like, 20 pounds of makeup, you have, like, like seven-inch heels, you have all these dangling bracelets, you're making all this noise, you're trying to slap somebody, you're trying to get, like, pseudo-fucked also. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like, I mean, I mean, I whatever. I need to watch more uh, Latin soaps, apparently. Huh? Yeah, tits are jiggling, everything. Yes. It's, it's, it's a lot of jiggling going on. I feel like I always see the, the talk show with the clown and, like, topless chicks whenever I see, like, the Spanish, like, <laughs> Shows. I'm like, uh, I'm like, these people Francisco, are, yeah, these people are lit. <laughs> that's the, uh, uh, that's the equivalent. The show you're speaking about is the equivalent of like NBC News here. I love it. <laughs> I understand it completely. And I don't speak a lick of Spanish. So now you're into casting and management and talent management. Basically, yeah. So I, lo- I, I, yeah, I jumped around. Um, ended up uh, in house at Style Network, which was a, a network owned by uh, NBC Universal at the time. And it is now Esquire. So now it went from female programming to uh, male programming. Um, I worked on a few shows there. We did a, a, a makeover series. We revamped it. We got nominated for two daytime Emmys. Um, left there, went to E. I was at E for a while, bounced around, and then uh, did talent management. And now I'm uh, director of talent for a large production company. Which is, can you uh, say? Yeah, it, it, we do a lot of shows. Yeah, it's called Pilgrim Studios. We're owned by Lionsgate. Um, I actually I actually checked that out, too. And I saw all the shows you did. You do a lot of reality shows. We do no? a lot of unscripted. We yeah. do have a scripted division. Um, our, our bread and butter is unscripted. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of... It, it, it's funny, because it used to be a lot of guys, guys shows. So, Ultimate Fighter... American Chopper, Dirty Jobs, uh, things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, those are huge. Those are huge. They're big shows. Yeah. Like... And a lot of mechanic stuff and like Sharknado things. Yeah, a lot of Shark Week stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do Shark... a bunch. I, I'm telling Shark you, Week I did stuff? a little bit of stalking. So, so in the re- but in the recent year, in the recent years, we've done more. So uh, we we did uh, Chloe's talk show recently. Yeah, that was ours. Um, how is she, by the way? She's um, as a human being for she... real. Tell, I think keep she... it real. Well, okay, oh, wait, wait, how... wait, 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 wait. We have so many questions. How big is that ass in real life? Come on now. Her ass is. Her ass is big. So Chloe's great. Her team around her, she's busy. So she's got a lot going on. 
you know, it's it's. I think it's very hard for anybody with that much stuff in life to focus. To on focus and just right. be good at a show. Yeah. Because so, you have to actually like people don't understand because I've I've learned this little by little by having hosting my own show. You have to just really get really good at it, and you have to like put everything you have into it, and you have to do your research, right. and you have to practice with your voice, and you know your interview skills and everything. If you, if I'm doing twenty thousand things, and they're telling me, oh, go in front of the camera or go behind the mic and interview this person, like right on the spot, I'll be like, uh. uh well, like, it was and, a and bad time because we were doing our show when Lamar was like in the hospital dying. It was oh, literally we were in so production, she's like, like in the brink of tears constantly. We're not showing up or canceling <laughs> things, and That's it just crazy. ultimately just yeah, it just. Didn't, it work just out. didn't work out but yeah she was great her team was busy you know they got how a lot tall going. is she? she she's like gigantic she's tall yeah. i have a chloe story she's gigantic yeah. with a big old fucking ass story. i'm sorry her I'm, ass I'm, I'm like is raising like my hand for my chloe balls so i i remember <laughs> chloe when she didn't have the ass yet um but i worked with lamar on um a commercial for i don't know some fucking candy or something because you know he loves, he loves candy um is it all a crack candy? lamar odom was cool <laughs> as fuck he was so cool he was so sweet you know, I was fucking with them and shit, and, uh, you know, I worked with every fucking celebrity from LeBron on down, like, athletes and shit like that. Probably one of the coolest, like, sweetest dudes, right? You could just tell he has a good heart. And then she showed up, and we're at a church over here, the Ebel Church over here. Oh, um, God, that church went up in you know flames. That, the Ebel Church? No. And, and Literally? Like, no, and it was, <laughs> it was interesting, though. It was interesting because when Crack she showed up. and Khloe Kardashian this is, in the church. This is pre-all the bullshit, though. Yeah. This Lamar was still on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I think we shot this like two weeks into a season, right? So we only had him for a certain amount of time, all this stuff. And she showed up, and it was before she was really Chloe now. You know what I mean? It was it was when she was when still she was Kim's ugly, sister. When she, when she was ugly Chloe. She was actually really pretty. <laughs> when she, she was ugly Chloe really, and nobody you, wanted her. She was the third Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. She was the third Not Kardashian. Not even the second one. That's and in my so opinion, sad. Courtney has always been the hottest one. But anyways, that's another story. So anyway, she showed up, and uh, she was sweet too. I have nothing bad to say about Chloe she was great. or Lamar. She, she was, was great. great. She was sweet. She was trying to be personable. She was, um, you know, she brought him like lunch. But it's funny because like when your when your wife brings you lunch on set, but she's dressed like she's going to the fucking Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one thing. Like, dude, she was so over. We're PAs and shit. Right. We got jeans well, that's on. That's the thought and life, fucking, man. And she shows up in fucking heels this big. Yeah. She's this big. Yeah. yeah she's just looking gigantor. amazing and awesome and everything and just gold sparkles and shit. Yeah, and she's nuts. like handing this guy like they're some nuts. candy or something. And I, like, I, I you know, it's funny. There's a lot of bad stuff that says uh, that's bit, that is always talked about about that family. Right. I worked at E for so long. I know them all very well, and uh, I saw Kendall recently. Uh, I saw her at uh, some Har- Harper Bazaar's party like two weeks ago, and uh, she's still the nicest person ever. And oh, there's just Kendall uh, at the Harper's Bazaar party. I mean, yeah. No, I, I mean, mean I on. saw that again on your Instagram. I mean, if you look I mean, through Beardo this guy's, was there. <laughs> dude, if you look through this guy's Instagram, it's absolutely I ridiculous. Know. Guys, guys, like, I think I think I need to say a quick little statement here because I went through your Instagram like super briefly because I do like it's to be ridiculous. on the fly. It's um, like, who are you? And, and all the comments are like, who are are you what you're do you super, do you're like a super <laughs> humble dude i mean you you know you you sound really humble i know people out there he sounds really really humble but you just heard his last statement i saw kendall at the she's da-da-da. a sweet girl like there's like humility <laughs> like right under greatness you know what you I mean? know you know what it is it, 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 you make a good point because a lot of people are always like dude what the fuck do you do what do you do what do you do what's the secret like how do i yeah. my dms are insane and it's funny because like, i'm surprised you even <laughs> how got do i get a job him because i dm'd him but you but you came which is usually but, the other way but you were very polite you, know? <laughs> you were very polite and you said hey yeah. i have this podcast and i was wait, like oh wait. that's awesome how's her dm game 
Ah, oh, she was very sweet. She was. She... I am a sweet person. That's because you haven't met me yet, you know. And then all like, the like all double business. horns all come business. out. <laughs> you have all no business. idea. I have many questions about Diaz, but I was very, very nice to him. I was, I was a lady. So for once. There we go. So a lot of people are like, "What's the secret?" There's, there's no one thing, and I, and I, tr so I try not to respond to most people that are like. It's funny because guys are usually aggressive and girls are very nice. Seeing these people out in real life is insane. I had my first account was up to like 130,000 people or something. And one day I was just like, you know what? I'm sick of dealing with this. And I deleted it. I thought I deactivated it, but I didn't. I deleted it. So then I woke up in sheer panic like a month later and I was like, oh shit, I need that I back. I have no friends. And then I, I tried to log in and it was like, your username is open. And I was like, no, it's not open. I just need to reactivate it. And <laughs> I was like, your username is open. And I was like, no, it's fucking not open. What the fuck is going on? So it's been back for about a year. I think I'm back up to like 18,000, which is nothing in the grand re retrospect of Instagram. Yeah. There's people who have millions of followers. And, mine just, and, mine just and happened like the to the grand retrospect of life. It's also life, nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing. It's like literally nothing. It really, it's it's nothing, really nothing. But, but I mean, but for, for somebody who, who's no longer talent, who doesn't do anything, people find, uh what i do interesting so i it's sure. funny because i don't tend to ever talk about it people are like what do you do and i'm like oh i sell women's shoes like yeah what do you want me to say like i mean you're, yeah, yeah. I, you're extremely humble about it and i no, I, came, very, I came I'm, I'm i came from the same place i think where most people came because i'm looking through your instagram and i see you like my stuff and i only have like 500 followers on this podcast mm -hmm. one and I'm like, why is this guy liking all my stuff? Because I don't follow a lot of people. That's the thing. So, and, so the people that oh, I have, the, so he doesn't uh, really like my no, stuff. No, 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 no. You just could you just pop up? No, up? no. The things, the things, the things that I do follow, I, I tend to, I, I like supporting people who are out there hustling because that's what LA is. Everything definitely. in LA is like a hustle. Every single thing. yeah, definitely. Exactly. But um, and if you're not hustling, you're really not doing definitely not what what you should be doing here. I mean, this, yeah, this people place and is then there's there's a lot of people who make fun of me for going out a lot and they'll or they're but just they snarky it, about it. They want to be invited. They want to be with And they're with like, you. oh, my God, go home. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you work in entertainment. You're in Los Angeles. You moved here from Podunk, Indiana. What the fuck are you doing home on a Friday night when there's 10 industry events that you exactly. should be at networking? Exactly. You should be inside. You, whatever you do in Wait, entertainment. Wait, does that mean you're going to start inviting me to these places? <laughs> that's the second most frequent question I get all the time. I knew you were going to say and that's that. That's the hardest so question basic, to address. Natalia. Well, it's, 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 it's tough because. Knock down on the first well, no, date here, people. <laughs> So networking is is probably the thing that I'm best at, and I think I've always been very good at it. And I think the key to networking is I hate when people say, oh, let's network, let's do this, because truth be told, I'm at a point in my career, I have an agent who networks for me. You don't really need for, to do for it for like jobs that. and yeah. things. So I don't I don't need to go out yeah. and go to a producer's mixer and meet all these producers. Like no, I have an agent that if I need to leave yeah. if I want to leave my career and go to another career, that's that, that's mm -hmm. that's their job and they handle that. So, but in, in networking in terms of I have clients who I do lots of stuff with that that aren't necessarily they don't want to pay for a PR person three thousand four thousand mm -hmm. dollars a month or they're just my friends who are on a level that they should be at a level higher. And I know the industry so well that I can help them out. I can get them brand endorsement deals if they're an artist. I can get them and onto a red carpet if they're an actress who's just maybe had her first movie but doesn't have $5,000 a month for a full-time PR person who's yeah. going to get them on those carpets. Okay. So I have the contacts that I can get them on those carpets. I'm not going to sit and walk them through and, and do and do press meetings yeah, with you're them. Yeah, you're not going to get, get your get, hands dirty. No, but I'll get you're, them on. You've done that. But, I, and I'll, yeah. but of course, if it's somebody whose PR person can't make it or they're like, you know what, I can really use the support and I just, you know, if they're my friend, sure of course and I, you know? and I guess I I feel like there's a level of like if you really believe in them there, there's sometimes there's just like 
certain people that you just feel so close to or a connection with and, and you really believe in them true, and, and but you kind of want to support but those. i'll give i'll give one secret away because i do go out a lot and it's one of those things where people tend to care because it's very hard to find people who have i guess you call them plugs but like they have the hookup for sports they have the hookup for tv they have the the hookup for music so it's like right and all all the bullshit in between so it's like i don't just go to the grammys i don't go to the just the oscars it's like all of them it's like all of them I, I just got back from the super bowl i don't pay for anything and, and i guess the the one tidbit of free advice i can give to people is when it comes to networking and net, networking is so much more than hey i i work here i work here what can you do for me what can i do? it's like no literally do something for that person it's so so it's show up with the gift I so mean, so yeah. my best so you mean do something selfless in so many words well my my best i think my best piece of advice to anybody and this is something that i've done for a really long time a good example is I, I i got connected through somebody else that was like hey this guy runs this huge alcohol company they sponsor every big event and they're doing four huge grammy parties you should connect with this guy the first thing i did when i connected with that guy is i did not ask him for a hookup i asked him what i can do for him because i knew what That's he i already knew what he can do for me very smart and, and he was like oh i don't need anything but if you ever want to come to one of our events let me know and i said and i'd I'm love sh- to come grammy weekend because yeah. i know you guys are hosting chain smokers travis scott all this ball this anyway so he, this guy was real cool, and um, we we got to chatting. So I, I figured out he's what he's into. He's in the festivals. He's into all this stuff. Right. So my network of people, of course, another one of my clients is doing this huge music festival next month. Um, it's not Paul Tillet, right? No, I love Paul. No, 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 but they're 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 doing. They do the big. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know who that is? No. No. The guy from Coachella. Sure. And he does the FYF. Yes. Does all those, yeah. uh, so camp, it's, it's it's Coachella. So yeah. I have a good Coachella hookup because the Coachella hookup that I have, I've hooked up with a million different things as well. Yeah. So anyway, I got this guy. I'm going to get him tickets to Coachella because I know his mind's going to be blown. And that's kind of exactly. like the networking, yeah. networking. And he's not going to ask for it. It's yeah. just like, here, you got two tickets to Coachella. Here's some artist passes. Go have fun. Go go nuts. And his mind's going to be blown. So next season, next Grammys, next Emmys, next Oscars. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to have to call him. He's right. just going to. It's, it's just. I mean, I think that it's paying it forward. And so the email. Words. Well, it's there's so and, many, and creating like just this, this under this no, it's just creating, underlying it's like a, rela- a relationship a without relationship. having to ask. And I think it's it, it's the right and, thing and it's do. even more than that. It's so I, I've become I, I was very fascinated in PR and I never wound up completely working in it. But I'm friends with a lot of people that work in PR. So I know people literally at the top agencies everywhere. Like my agency, we're with William Morris. Uh, Can I know people unbanned from CAA. <laughs> I know people at CAA. I know, I know people at Gersh. I know people at CAA parties. Everywhere. This old broad? Right. So, you know, here's the thing. When you know that many people in PR, someone in PR wants to leave their job. They hate their job. And usually they'll come to me and say, do you know anyone who's hiring? And I'm right. like, let me put out six or seven emails. I'll get them five yeah. interviews in like a day. And then they'll end up being the head of PMK who does every event or something. So now that person yeah, owes me. Exactly. And they do every Oscar party. So it's like, how do you network? Well, you you hook people up. But what's cool, and that's exactly it though. And like what I gather from what you're saying too is like, you're a nice guy. I don't. Yeah. I don't need you know favors. Like, I don't need asking for favors. He's he's just he's just giving he's giving a little bit of himself away to people. No, and then for people, sure, because you yeah. know, what I've I've learned personally, right, mm-hmm. is the young Hollywood days, right. I felt like I never had anything to offer, but I always wanted to be hooked up, right. So in those days, you've been here long enough. You know that at some point, all your friends are in the industry. Every single person, whether you're in it or not, right. Sure. So you're getting in a band, you're doing all this stuff, but you never really have anything to offer. You're just Eric. <laughs> The guy who's getting, right? who's getting hooked up. You're just that guy. It wasn't until, what, you know, I turned 30, I think, or whatever, or 33, I started my own shit. 
and I actually had something to offer, you would be fucking amazed at how many relationships I had actually built by being a nice guy and yeah. not even expecting anything in return. Just by having a good mom who says like, yo, you got to do. Yeah. So I had a meeting recently just really quickly and I showed up with a product from, it was with another product and I showed up with one of my products, right? Yeah. And it was crazy. It was just to give them something so I don't show up. It's a drone company. I'm asking them for thousands of dollars in drones. Yes. And they're down already. I come with the product. The fucking CFO looks at this thing right here on Larchmont and goes, okay, before we start this meeting, this, need to know more about this. I need all the info on this. Thank you. This is cool. Uh, do you have a share in this? I might have to up your share. Okay, cool. Let's have this meeting. And I was like, it's fucking that easy. It's just, just like sure. you never know. It's that easy because it's, it's, it's the when city you go of in you with, never a, know. with a heart, yeah. with a nice heart and, a, and an open mind and just say like, hey, man, I have something to offer. I don't need anything from you, but I would love to cultivate a relationship somehow. That speaks volumes because what I'm, what I'm learning about entrepreneurs especially, and you know, you included, it sounds like, they want to help. Mm -hmm. they want to spread their knowledge to other people, but they don't want to be asked for shit. I yeah. stop asking that, me for that's, shit. That's, exactly. that's a that's great point. I think humbleness uh, plays a lot of a part into this. And, and if like you're you humble have... and a millionaire and someone goes, hey, can I get it? You're like, yeah, exactly. you fucking some... work? Well, you I mean, okay, in a, in a city <laughs> of like, in a city of angels, Los Angeles, where right. everybody here is trying to get somewhere or trying to do something, everybody's leeching on to all these people. Sure. They, that That's their main thing. And they think by leeching on, that's how they're gonna get somewhere, and and, and everyone kind of has to do it. I feel like that whole you know, but there's, I think fake there's, it you make there's it ways of of getting around, and I think it's he's called like, tax. There, def there yeah. definitely is, and you made a yeah. good point of when I was young and being here. I think I was much like you of being the guy who always wanted to get hooked up with things, instead of having nothing to offer because for a long time I had literally nothing to offer. The one thing I did have to offer, which I still offer to this day, is being able to hook them up with someone who could offer them something. Right. So what I would do is, uh, for an example, that's I, a true I, Jew right there, man. Well, well, it's bartering. It's the right bartering now, system. You're reminding yeah. me of my dad. It's a, bar like, it's, it's a bartering it, system. It, it is. It's so, like, so I don't have this, but I know somebody who knows somebody that can have. Money, well, here's the, the thing. I would. Uh, well, a very, very, very <laughs> wealthy man told me once, and this was like the most common sense, stupid thing that please tell us. Rich people don't get rich by spending money. And that's like, yeah. it, it's like one of those things where it's like, sure. okay, why would I give you something? That's I have a Jewish I motto number one, too. He wasn't even Jewish. He's not even Jewish. He's just but very wealthy. But he's hanging wealthy. around with a lot of Jews. Of course he does. <laughs> Jews and Republicans. That's, that's exactly. Does. So, so one of the same. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So I, I would, the best example is I, I would be out and I'd meet somebody who works at like a, uh, some sort of uh, adult uh, beverage company, like a wine or a spirit or a champagne company company that that's and I, I they can do absolutely nothing for me what can i do with some guy who works at a champagne company but i know he can he has access to lots and lots and lots and lots of champagne right anyway out and about you end up meeting somebody else who does events what's the one thing they need for those events alcohol now you yeah. got yeah. a plug exactly. at the champagne company sure. they link Definitely. up they love each other and they're both you know so it's just stupid things like that over time add up and then after being here so long you know every pr person in town and it doesn't it's not hard to get on a list for people right. who work at these big agencies or these big companies or whoever's putting on the event you know it's mostly pr companies you got a good relationship with them for them to literally add your name. It's like nothing for them. It's yeah. absolutely nothing. It's, absolutely yeah. nothing. it's literally it's absolutely nothing. nothing. I mean, we used to crash gifting suites. Like that was our thing. Right? <laughs> sure. And we never paid for clothes. Like sure. I still now hate paying for clothes. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood made me bad because we'd go to this thing and the fucking Dr. Scholl's, you know, chick at the little stand would go like, I know you from somewhere. And I'd be like, um, I'm around, you know, like, 
I'm not a fucking celebrity. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think what I had to offer at the time, though, was I was a rapper. Right. Oh my God! I some bars and some lyrics. I did Viper Room. Oh my God! You were doing some go. sick lyrics to some Phoenix ladies. Died there. Come on. <laughs> he died on the step right outside. Yeah, yeah he yeah, did. I have a picture of me standing over his grave. So, wait, hmm. I have I have one more question because we were talking about all these DMs and people hitting you up and all that stuff, right? Yes. And people always want something from you. Always. And uh, how many sexual propositions do you get on a daily basis? Or, through, or if any. No, uh, I don't, through your I don't, DM. I don't read any of that no, shit. Through, but how many? <laughs> Come on. Like, if you shit. can average out to be you somewhat famous. You know You know what's funny is the... You know. Guys, like, how many gu- pussy pictures are guys, you getting? Come no, on guys are worse than girls. <laughs> like, guys are so much worse what? than girls. No, 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 but no. you know. Guys are so much worse. The guys are the ones who are usually, like... Really desperate, dude. They're very like, but they they come off as very aggressive. So they're they're like, hey bro, I'll suck hey, your bro, dick. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. bro, <laughs> hey bro, bro is my least favorite word because of asking for things by calling me bro. I'm not your brother. Not hey, 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 bro. I have to ask, how how do you get into the Grammys? No response. No response. Because I'm just like, what do you want me to? Th- I can't give you an answer via DM. It's ridiculous. Like not that people actually have jobs. So then, so the then, so then, hey. Hey, I saw you read this, but you didn't respond. Oh no! <laughs> then oh, they no. then they gradually start getting worse. You motherfucker! Dude, like, oh yeah, girlfriend type That's shit. so crazy. And I think most of them live in LA because I kid you not. Anytime I go to any type of event, people will come up and they'll be like, "Oh my god, we're friends on Instagram." And they're like, "ID, I'm doing." I'm like, never uh, "Yeah, yeah, all the time." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't fucking read them, man." Like, there That's go. ridiculous. That's he- what I was trying to explain to tell you though, like, producer, like wise, like if I could call myself a producer, you are. Am Eric. I a bad fucking producer? Because I'm not getting fucking blowjobs under the desk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, am I a bad producer? I'm not fucking all this talent. I work with a lot of beautiful girls. Like, I'm not fucking They're no one. You're misusing your apparently- power. I'm misusing my power. You are. I'm misusing and my so power. And so are you, Sean. You use it correctly. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I, I really want to touch on this because our show is super tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. We talk about, you know, from anal to... It's, you know, cocaine I'm, cigarettes, right? Yeah. But but one thing we do like to do <laughs> because we are actual real people yeah. is we like to kind of inspire people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. I was I was always fortunate to have producers, directors, clients when I was fucking literally a joke. And 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 I felt that way because I was just a Hollywood dude. I'm a Hollywood, I'm a promoter and a PA and coming drunk and shit. And these dudes always pulled me aside and gave me like fucking knowledge. Like sure. I owed these guys so many of them and I can name yeah. all of them. And I, I remember everything they said. I remember the day, right? Natalia, same situation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you've had support. I've, you've given support to yeah. other sure, people. Of like course. you're saying that you. I think so, he's been pretty much, and I'm gonna say it right now. Eric's been the like the only person that actually saw me, and he understood what I wanted to do and where I was coming from. I gravitate because, towards talent. I like talent because but, you know, it was very you're cute. hard. That helped. Shut up. It was it was very hard to uh, navigate this whole L.A. thing. I'm pretty new here anyway. I've been here for three and a half years. I'm definitely a newbie. And obviously everybody moves here. Oh, I want to be a big actress. or I want to be a big TV star. Sure. Or I want to be, you know, a big host or something like that. And then you get here and then reality sets in. Yeah. And then you see there's 20,000 people better looking than you, skinnier than you, ta- more talented than totally. you. They're not as big of hustlers right. as I am, which I'd like and, to consider and, myself a really big hustler and, and because I knew day, what I wanted the, to do. At the end of the day, though, that's exactly. the secret. But then, right? but then the... it's just people to motivate you and people to believe in you. I think it's like it's very important in a city like this. I feel like if you have one 
then a second one's gonna come, and then a third one's gonna sure. come, and then it's, it's just you create your own network I th- I of think people. That's your support system. You I, th- know? I think the best piece of advice I'd ever give anyone is what I did personally. When what, no matter what the job was, I mean, I, I've worked in uh, I've worked in the agency world. I've worked in development. I've sold TV shows. I, I've I've done kind of the gamut of of all things in entertainment to get where I am, but. I've always found so if I if if I wanted to get into development, I would f- start anywhere in the company to get anywhere close to that development department, yep. and then I would gravitate towards anyone who had a job which I really <laughs> really wanted. Yeah, that's great. And I would literally ask them, "How the fuck did you get your job? What did you do? What was the route you you took?" And I probably did that fifty times in my life, and and to this day I still do it. And that's, it's like, of course, and yeah. that's a thing that never will go away because. It, all you need is somebody to tell you exactly the path that they took. It might not work for you exactly the path that mm-hmm. they took because my path won't work for most people, but yeah. I can tell you how what path you should take to get where you want to be if I'm already doing something. Yeah. It's like I got here in a weird way, but you can get here in a lot faster way that I wish I knew ahead of time. But to even get here. saying yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, even saying I got here a weird way yeah. to someone is so fucking much when it's to the right person. Yeah, sure. exactly. Because I think that's the thing that always bothered me about Hollywood I know it bothers you and I know it bothers everyone I dated an actress too and that was actually the only way that I learned how to work in Hollywood Mm -hmm. from watching this girl she was fucking non-stop dude she woke up it was yoga. She she thought sure. about acting. She thought about scripts. She yes. headshots every week because her agent wanted her to get headshots every fucking week. And she did all that. And I think that like the like mentorship and stuff like that, like I'm not sure if you do when you're not mm-hmm. at every event. Um, <laughs> or if you're just mentoring Beardo. But, <laughs> but I found like there's a, a really kind of like I don't want to say like underground or whatever, but I, I found that there's a lot of people who want to be mentors in Hollywood. Sure. Yes. But they're too busy kind of being asked to do things right. like for free. And and the people that they're giving information to maybe don't well, respond it, well. So they stop giving information. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, when you're ready to be taught, the teacher will appear. And sometimes, right, right, and sometimes right, right. the thing is that a lot of the wrong people come to you to ask for help because they're not willing to really listen or be open to understand what you're trying to say. So you feel like your words and your voice is just being kind of like... Mis- it's misleading to them right. when you're being completely direct and straightforward and they just though. don't get it, you know? It's Hollywood though. Hollywood is the only job. It's the only job that you go into thinking you know everything about. Totally. And the 100%. actual yeah. facts are you don't know, you don't know shit. Negative. But yeah. I don't think you know any, like yeah. negative 100 to yeah. start off because exactly. me personally when I got here I was like <laughs> you're skipping around. I'm an actor. <laughs> And my boy was like, just do this cocaine, dude. Just, yeah. just, just, just <laughs> do this you cocaine. know what's crazy? It, it doesn't matter how much – and now working on the other side of the camera, it does not matter how much hustle you have. You can be like the world's greatest hustler. When it comes to like acting, it's literally a fucking crapshoot. You can be the best actor, go on the most auditions, take the most classes, take the best yeah. headshots. You can be out there if you're not – like if you have a day off, you're at an open call. If you're not at an open call, you're – you're at the gym perfecting your body. If you're not perfecting your body, you're at an acting class perfecting the art. You can be one of those people that are just out there just killing it. But at the end of the day, it's a crapshoot by a casting director who has a vision of what they want in their head. Yeah. And you're in a room with 35, 50, hundreds of people who look exactly like you, if not better. Sometimes you're, you look the best. Sometimes your talent is not the best. It doesn't matter. It, it's it's literally a crapshoot. And that's the hard part about acting. But if you're consistent enough with it, 
you know, I mean, I've had some luck. But that's the reality, though, You'll of acting. Yeah. Sure. That's the reality of, of the casting process. Sure. That I don't think actors have any idea. They think, I'm beautiful. I'm good. Yeah. I got this. And I know everyone moves out here to, like, live the dream. I, I, and I always tell people who, when I meet, they're like, oh, I'm an actor. And I'm like, how long have you been here? They're like, six months. I'm like, that's great. Go for it. Kill the dream. Do the best you can. Be the best actor you can be. But please, the one piece of advice I can ever offer you is find something else that you're passionate about right. within within the industry within it's, the industry yeah. if you're passionate because about the industry the industry is a world it is a whole world cookies. and i'm and i never can, and i never shit on people's dreams if right. that if the, you want to be an actor you go out there you fucking try your hardest you do it you, one out of five thousand people will ever become a successful actor and that's probably or, or, terrible yeah. statistics well, i mean in a other words if you're like actor, telling them right? keep yourself relevant within the industry sure, whatever it is if you like do craft services you're still working in the industry you know do like do yeah. be a camera operator you're still working within the i industry. became more well known from going to events than i ever did being on tv for two and a half years yeah. straight exactly. so and re relevance is important i guess it depends on i guess everybody the best thing about LA is everybody has another reason of why they want to act so what's your passion for wanting to act do you want do you love acting okay do go do fame. go do some fucking it's, plays yeah, or do the yeah. go, go do, okay. go do improv do or are you doing it for fame which Listen, is like there's a million ways to get fame so now it is so funny that you say that because um, one of the uh, boxing announcers always comes to my bar his name is Mario and uh, he's been working with that for the last 20 years and you know the news and everything oh. And he's like, you know, it's so funny because everybody always comes to me and they're like, I want to be an actor or I'm going to be an actress. And he's like, well, why don't you go to North Hollywood and do a little play then exactly. if you really want to be an actor? They don't want to be an actor. Nobody wants to do that. They, they want, want the be fame. Famous. They want the fame. They, they want, want the fame, the money. I think about this all the time. I think about this all the time. We live in a 24-7 news cycle, fake news, real news. In my opinion, it's all fake. Just <laughs> fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Regurgitation of shit, shit, content shit, yeah. right? <laughs> So, imagine if you're an actress. You work really hard. You're doing everything you said. Yeah, you're, you're, doing you're the fucking, like a thespian of the, the world. You got the fucking yeah. Botox. Uh, <laughs> next week, day, next week, Eric. Next week, Eric. I haven't dated you. I got another I year or so. I don't need so. I, I, I do Shout out to any both Botox uh, sponsors. <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram. I got a hook. <laughs> DM. I got a hook, actually. I got a hook on some Botox. 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 Um, I want to get my 11s done. But Oh, God. But anyways, okay, so... <laughs> Two men talking about Botox. Think about, though, and fillers. Think about how much it would fucking suck. You're an actress. You work every day. You go out, da, 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 And then you're at the grocery store, and you see fucking Cash Me Outside Girl. Oh. That would fucking melt my soul that a 13-year-old for talking crazy and reckless on Dr. Phil. Well, the fact that she told Dr. Phil that I made you famous, I kind of I kind of yeah, like her just oh, for no, that. It's it. a hell of a catchphrase I, though. I I I'm, I kind of like her just for telling Dr. Phil. Since cash me outside in my head every day, I I say how about that? How about <laughs> that? Every And now there's like 10 production companies and I know for a fact because somebody close to me tried to sign her that are trying to do a show with her and her mom. So she'll have a show by next year on the That's air. That's amazing. 100%. And she's been but, going to cash in those, cash but, in those but checks. But doesn't that actually, you know what? Doesn't that go back to what we're all saying? It doesn't you matter. Here, it's, it's a You drop. always get the quick hit in Hollywood. That's how Hollywood kind of does the whole like grabbing. It's like, you'll get the fucking hit. It can well, it's take the beginner's that. luck. It's that beginner's luck. It's well, beginner's from, luck, but from, go, from going out a lot, you meet a lot of losers. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, realistically, you meet a lot of people That's in hustling, the but then you meet a ton of losers, Have too. Have we met? <laughs> so the best is, like, there's, there's, there's people in my circle who are kind of, like, they're kind of – 
I love them to death, but some of them are kind of leeching. They kind of just hang on and they backpack in and they kind of, you know, it is what it is. And and you talk to them and you're like, what the fuck do you do all day? Like you don't do like you're, you don't you have leech. a job. And then they're like, oh yeah, I think I want to get into acting. It's like, well, what? You th- I think. What the I fuck? Think I want to get into what acting. What the fuck are you doing to perfect the art of acting? You think you're just gonna go on auditions and know how to cold read, know how to multicam, know how yeah. to improv? You think you're just gonna be great? You're just a great, great talent on your own without any help from any school. Yeah. It's like I got oh this, my bro. God, I, know. I, I got this, bro. I got this. Don't worry about me. I got this. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. They're like Snapchatting every day. I'll like, get an agent. I'm, really good, at I'm Snapchat. good. You know, I get God. these. I get these funny DMs. You're right about dudes. Um, and that made me think of something. I get these funny DMs from dudes. Dudes that, fuck, I don't, I want to call him out by name, but those call friends that you see out in the club, sure, some sell coke, some don't, right? But they're in the club every motherfucking yeah, night, right? Yeah. And I always thought like, there's some of these dudes that are really handsome. They're always there. They got the girls, and I'm, I'm not envious of their situation. I just like respect them for who they are, and I think that they're kind of, they're doing good. Whatever they're doing, I see them out. Sure. They're there every night. I mean, I'm not anymore, but they are, <laughs> and. I got a DM from one in particular was like, bro, I'm lost. Oh, God. I see you working really hard. That's so sad. You're building your company. How can I be a part of it? Like, stop and doing blow. No, it was crazy. And stop was, going yeah. out every night. Yeah. No, it was crazy. And he was like, like take a shower. Yeah, he's like, I don't sell blow Shave anymore. your beard. And, <laughs> beardo. And, and, and he's a homie. And I, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it was beardo. It was beardo. But uh, my point is that, like, I was really surprised. Yeah. I was really surprised because uh, this whole – Hollywood's such a fucked up place in a good way and a bad way, right? Yeah. And there's just like uh, this whole – like the fake it till you make it has reached an all-time level where it's now like pretend you made it. Seriously. And it's, and it's well, the biggest facade the because – the same you know what I mean? Pe- yeah, the same people that say they're lost – they're not ready for it because you, you right. tell it's it's like an well, addict. I asked him what he it's, did and he was like, like I don't ad- know I could do a lot of things and yeah, I'm like exactly. well yeah uh, yeah like help me direct and edit what can you do help me help because, you kid because they just don't know yeah. what they want to do help me help exactly. you they don't know what they want to that. do they just they just know they don't want to be stuck where they're at but they're not actively going towards anything which makes me really sad and that's really sad it makes me really sad because that's what I feel about the industry and like you said yeah it's a world. It's a whole. There's jobs here for everybody. Everybody, no matter there's, what there's you want to do. There's a piece of the pie for everybody. Definitely. There's too many fucking channels. Definitely. I can I can tell you how many channels are still doing infomercials. They need content. Con Nast. I got emails from up the ass. They're trying to fucking anything. Throw me something. Yeah. Give me pitch me something. Exactly. Right? And then you have these kids who are lost, but in the fucking belly of the beast. It's like yeah. Maybe like wake up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot, yeah. you know, like there's ways to actually like help your own. Here's self. the thing: there's a lot of money in this town if you actually can sit and focus on how to find a way to make that money. There is a lot of money floating around Definitely. there. A lot of these companies, like Endless you were saying, there's there's tons yeah. of companies. God, even Facebook Live is doing original content now. All these companies are, are begging for content, and with the seriously al- begging, you, we see the content. Half yeah. of it's fucking really shitty. You know, and and, offense, and and even even <laughs> even these like YouTube everyone kids or these Vine kids are going out. They're doing something. They're going yeah. out there and they're doing something. And, and, it, and it's very easy to yes. sit and mock people that are like, "Oh, he's a YouTube guy." 
But they're okay, actually doing they're, something. I know YouTube kids hey, who are making. That? <laughs> they're making $50,000 well, every time they. No, there's big YouTube. I know YouTube kids that are making $300,000, $400,000 a year. I, no, I know, wow. the, I know some of them because I, I read this the other day. Only the cute they're, ones. They're making $50,000 every time they do a product oh, placement. Oh, sure. Yeah, every yeah. Every time. Sure. They do product placements every time that, they put that's, out a show. That's going away, though. That's that's, that's ending fast. Oh, is really? It? Why it's, is it? Well, so the, the internet is a strange beast because the internet is so the internet's been around you know for what like 15 20 years now yeah and uh, well the, longer in retrospect but well think of like the, the think, way think, it think, is think right of like now, yeah. well think of like the aol days i think there yeah. was like aol and CompuServe were like the first internet providers i think 2000 was like yeah heavy internet sure straight up internet. so so think of the last like 20 years you know yes. within the last 10 it's been a thing to actually be relevant on the internet where you can actually profit and make money for the last five companies have been trying to figure out a way to translate those viewers from those niche mm -hmm. channels into dollar signs so for the last five years big companies have just been dumping money at all these things they're like oh this guy he's and got realizing it doesn't work it, yeah. it doesn't translate into dollars so just because you have tons of viewers or tons of subscribers i just had a meeting about this it doesn't today, so yeah. companies and, and are starting saying like hey man so I don't, it, i'm not going to give you three grand because honestly it doesn't work it doesn't exactly. translate into sales that's the thing you it can, just, it's just views not sales it, it, you can like, take yeah. you can take a blogger who's got 60 million followers Put her in like the cutest shirt. She tags and says, "Oh, I love this shirt." They'll maybe get three hundred cells, which yeah. is like you spent how much money to get those three hundred cells? So that I think finally yeah. they're starting to see There's, that it, it doesn't yeah. translate into cells. That's or, very interesting. And I mean, that's smart. I mean, after a while, it's just like trial and error. Obviously, and it didn't work. Well, it, it was like the um, I have a friend who has a is like a millionaire off of travel, right? Sure. Off a of travel um, travel website. Something about they sold the website to Yahoo or something for like forty million. Within the year, the website was obsolete because Orbitz came out and new technology. So yeah. they sold something. It's like selling this fucking thing. I have drinking thing of water. They're like, we don't even need this at the end of the day. Yeah. They made their forty and got the fuck out. Right. So it was well, like that's that, the tech like boom. That's, that's what all. Yeah, that's, that's all the, the app. That's all the app thing. I mean, they have a different like million stories the of people thing, just yeah. selling apps, selling apps, for selling nothing. apps for for. for Millions of dollars, yeah, or it's for crazy. nothing, it's crazy. and then big, like you know, your Googles, your you, the, the big ones acquiring them, right. and then a year later, well, here's like, the thing: this doesn't work. my buddy has an app that it's I don't even it's some stupid thing I don't even know what it does, but it was it's like a dollar ninety nine, yeah, and it, it's it got sponsored in some like BuzzFeed post or something, it went viral, it made like three hundred thousand dollars overnight on this like stupid app, and then got all these offers from companies that wanted to buy it. He turned down all of them. He's like, why am I going to sell it to you for a million dollars? I'll make a million this yeah. year. And now it's dead. And yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, you should have cashed out when you can. Yeah, like, I think I think people um, in this technology world, everything's like very, very fast paced, crash and burn. The next one comes in and people are stupid. They don't just cash out right, right when they can. I mean, this is. This is your glory moment. It's just to make that money and then put invest all that money into something new. Well, I sell content, you know? so that's what we do is we so come that, up yeah. with, with shows and we sell them. So in finding these new outlets to sell them to is, is very it's, – it's challenging because they don't know what works for them. So none of these apps know. Best example yeah. was – I don't know how much I can say about this. But we did a show <laughs> for Go90, which is Verizon's – it's their version of like YouTube. It's their Weirdest, mobile. also horribly, horribly thought out. Sure. Effort. I'm just gonna sure. say it only because like when I saw a commercial one time, they were offering like some NBA something or something like exclusive. Right. Like I went on and like I couldn't get on. Right. And I was like, you just hyped me up on this fucking commercial. <laughs> yeah. I actually went to your shit and I can't because I'm not with you. Yeah. Something. But we did it. We did. They wanted to do um, their first ever like uh, reality competition show. So we did. We partnered with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, 
who had been pitching their version of this show for like the last 10 years and couldn't do it because it was a live show that used like viewers would go in and they, they would communicate with the people on the show and the technology just wasn't there until like recently. So now we just did it. We did it. Uh, it was called the runner and we did 30 days live three times a day. And it was, a, it was a big success for them. And who knew, like who knew that that would be an outlet for somebody to actually watch what people did. And it came That's out really amazing. good. Well, so, so where do you see then? Because you are a content guy. You've lived in Hollywood for as long as Ever. you know, as yeah. long as anyone. Um, and and by the way, anyone who's moving <laughs> to Hollywood, one two years here, just get a Laker hat, get a Dodger hat, Kings, and and just like live don't here get a Rams like, hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get. I, nah. I have a Rams hey, hat. There you go. That's old school Rams. <laughs> I got a Rams hookup too. I could. I'll, I'll show nice. you. I'm sure you do too. But one year here is like ten years anywhere else. I mean, there, oh there's God. so yeah, it will, much it shit. It breaks so down. Much, it really, it really does break you down. Highs, yeah. lows, work up and down. But my question to you is now, as a content, um, you sell content, like you said. Sure. So you've seen everything. Yeah. yeah. You've seen everything, and and how shit's going. Yeah. Music industry, mm-hmm. fucking the film industry. How now? TV's the new film. Not really, but. I'd like to With say the that. Netflix, all no, the, it all is. Netflix, it definitely, it definitely is. Original series and all that Nast. stuff. Okay, yeah. So where do you see the industry going from from an insider's perspective? I mean, because I think that's a lot. Yeah. What's of the, the What's the next <laughs> big step? I have yeah. this I have this conversation probably daily, and I <laughs> well because the thing is, there's so many cable channels right now. But on the flip side of that, everybody is cutting cable. Everyone's canceling their cable. Well, you have your phone. You don't yeah. need it. You don't need it. <laughs> I, I pay for it because it's like research for stuff. But like every person I ever talked to, they're like, oh, I don't have cable. Yeah. I don't have yeah. cable. I, HBO yeah. Go, Netflix. Netflix, oh, Hulu, yeah, HBO yeah, Go. You, you yeah. can have every Amazon, channel you ever wanted. Everything. So I think things are just moving to different platforms is where the next thing is. Yeah. But when, what comes with that is – you don't need the expensive broadcasting studio that most networks do. So think of even people like Oprah, who has endless amounts of money. She wanted to have her own network. Most people don't know own her network is own is owned 50% by discovery communications. The richest person in the world, Oprah Winfrey couldn't even afford her own network because to own a network is like almost billions. It's like to have the capacity to actually yeah. broadcast across the world right. and yeah. have distribution across the world and do all this. It's like almost impossible. So unless you're a global technology company or a huge communications company, you're not going to be able to do that. The thing with new platforms is Mm -hmm. you don't need that. You don't need it. And you can look at even new platforms like WWE's new network. They're just online. You can get them on Netflix, Hulu, um, Apple TV, things like that. Not Hulu, but Apple TV, Roku, any of those external players, Xbox, yeah, yeah. yeah, PlayStation. And they own all of their content, which is insane because they don't – they don't pay royalties on any of this stuff, but it's such a new platform for them. They tried for years to get a TV channel and they tried partnering with all these different sports channels. They tried taking off like ESPN three or that no yeah. one watched Oof. and buying right. no. like discovery. Oprah's channel was discovery health. So they had discovery or discovery. Science. Yeah, it was health. They had discovery, discovery, HD, discovery, science, discovery, health. No one watched discovery health. So they said, you know what? We can actually sell this and partner with Oprah and do this whole new channel. And that's what, what it is. You don't need that now. Anyone, well, not anyone, but anyone with a decent amount of capital, which is most people in LA, can find investors where they can have their own platform. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't That's even have to be uh, so on a Roku or an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. There's there's places that are making tons of money just doing their own thing. Awesomeness, BuzzFeed, all these things are starting yeah. to profit. And mm-hmm. uh, YouTube's YouTube Red is 
they're trying. They, they gave so much stuff away for free for the last 20 years. Yeah, it's like kind of hard yeah. to go. People are hard. It. It's hard to get people to say, okay, you know what? I'll pay for to premium content. Yeah. Yeah, but with the models that yeah. you're looking at, like Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, like Stranger Things, all these shows that are up for Golden Globes and uh, SAG Awards and all these shows that are, are Emmys, it's like these shows are sold straight to video on demand and they have yeah. budgets as big as network cable budgets, network budgets. Would you remember like 10 – Honestly, like maybe like five, six years ago, there was all that, all that talk about uh, the on demand. Sure. And, and remember, it was like, okay, we're gonna release a movie. Oh and yeah. And then it's gonna be on demand, and it's also gonna well, be I mean, like on the, and, so and it was the biggest that. that people were like, like things are no. things are changing it's, so it's, fast. Like now, it's, it's, like it's now like, you film a show, it's like, sell it, yeah. And the seasons out. I mean, I watch. I'm like a Netflix like crime murder guy. So <laughs> I've seen them from every country. I watch them all. The yeah. ones are, are about like murder yeah, and yeah, crime yeah. shit. I've seen all of them. And you, it was amazing. But not fucking shit. Not just the platform is changing. The way we watch TV is changing. People don't want to sit and watch a ten week arc show where they have to wait seven is, days yeah, every, in between. Every week. To that's watch that's, that's, that's like actually ruined network people TV. The that do no? that is Game of Thrones. That's the only show I can do that and I wait another week for. Game of Thrones but everything else, reason. like I will wait like a whole season. And, so binge watch and it. binge watch. So it. that's why net. That's why outlets like Netflix Literally. and Hulu are amazing and Amazon and they have great shows and you can sit in a weekend and watch the entire. Exactly. Thing. Have you ever binge watched on weed? Uh, all the time. I just I just finished uh, the Santa Clarita Diet. I was actually oh yeah, we're pre- watching. We're pretty watching pretty that. funny we're show. Um, speaking of all these shows and stuff like that, because I know you usually get a lot of people trying to pitch stuff sure. and all these meetings. All the what, what are the what, yeah, give me what a are the days. strangest pitches that oh you've ever gotten? Like tons. Like so seriously, something that just sticks out. Like the most that you're, recent that you're like, what they're, the they're fuck mo- is this? They're most. It's not so much bad. They're they're. I, we call them mops. So it's like most <laughs> often pitched. Yeah. Oh, so okay. when it's when people are like, oh, you, we should do a show about like girls in like sorority houses, and you're just like, or like Uber drivers. Yeah. You're just or like, like, oh, kill me. Or like weed people, weed delivery people. Like it's like, come on. Now. Weed's a are very we... hard subject Tinder. to sell right now. I'll tell you that. No uh, networks. Pizza. No that, no <laughs> networks are ready for weed shows. They will be in about oh, a year. Oh really? Yeah, they will well, be. In I mean, weeds came out on a sh- on Showtime. Scripted, but, it... but like for like the unscripted world. People, oh really? Like, it's hard to get advertisers we, um, for it. That's it's, interesting. It's tough. Yeah. I worked with the production company on on a weed on a weed pilot three years ago. Sure. And we went out. It was an OC, and these dudes were like, uh, they were like real estate, you know, OC. Yeah. Everyone's every sales. It's sales, right? Yeah. Sales and alcohol. Um, so these dudes were real estate people who transitioned into the medical marijuana thing, and we were trying to pitch, or we were shooting for the pitch, and uh, super stale, super bo- super boring. Super it just boring. Wasn't nobody, there. nobody cares it about stoners. There. It just wasn't there. It's like, <laughs> it's okay, tough. so what do you guys do today? Oh, we go look at this uh, property, and then we buy it, and then we move in a weed shop. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. It's just, you guys don't even fucking smoke weed. And you can't smoke weed. So, like, what's the real it's point? Tough. Yeah. But I want to get back tough. to your network point. Um, I'm not sure if I could say it, but whatever. I work with Snoop Dogg, right? And he's one a cool fucking dude. Just a great guy. He, I mean, like, he's the homie. You know, he knows my girl. We're like, hey, what's up, baby? Like, boom, boom. Yeah, he's hey. awesome. I've met him. You know, no, he's a fucking cool dude. And he's cool. And I work with his boy, Dada, uh, more personally. And he's, you know, he's my boy. And, you know, he's like a mentor figure to me. But Snoop is a network. Snoop is a network. So we're doing some stuff, you know, on his YouTube or whatever. There's some stuff from us on his YouTube. And there is like 20 channels on Snoop Dogg's 1.6 million subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Average that I found in doing my own research. So when we do our our projects, like 200,000 hits regardless of content. Right. It could be fucking Asians 
<laughs> well, it's... Uh, well, okay, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm serious, though. Like, it could be Asians. It could be white people. It could be right. Indian. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's because they're subscribed. It's a so they get game. So they get updates. So it doesn't... Yes. It, it, yeah. They're going to... You got to average whatever your percentage is of total subscribers. There's always a percentage that's going to be whatever. So you can put up... It's like Instagram. It's, a, it's, it's like a, Instagram. It's a numbers You're going to have, like, 50,000 right? followers, which a lot of people do. Post a photo, and you'll average, like, 2,000 likes. And it's like... That's your batting average of how many people are going to like it, no matter usually what you post. So it's yeah. – it's, uh, it's created this almost like I, – I remember thinking it was the Wild West back in the day, right? I was like, yeah, it's the Wild West. And I, I thought of that when I was coming in, right? Because I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm fucking Amelia Estevez <laughs> in Young Guns too, you know? But I don't feel like it's necessarily the Wild West anymore. We're just like everyone could do. I think like the Vine was the Wild West days. Yeah, Vine, Vine was the I, Wild because, West because days. I, so sad. It just like what happened with Vine? What, what, what was the whole deal with that? Because sustainable. That's what you're talking about. That right? that's the hard part. The hard part with Vine was it was so hard to advertise because the, the videos were. So yeah. Short. I mean, you only got three, four seconds. <laughs> I remember trying to do comedy and I'm yeah. like, I did one with my neighbor there, and there I'm like, I'm like, who got hey, it right, though. hi, hey, there were a, joke. Yeah, there and, were a couple people who really did get it right, like, but just very few. And then they moved sure. on to YouTube. Yeah, very few. And then very they moved few. on to Vine or whatever the other one. And the crossover between those people is, is nuts because it's, it's very hard to cross over. That's the other thing. You kind of get stuck in that digital funny person world, and they're trying to take these social influencers or YouTube personalities and drop them in, like, mainstream shows. They and don't it have – It doesn't really doesn't work. work. They don't it really have the personality. You know what? We work. talk about that all the time. It doesn't work. So, okay, Sean. People always want to come to my show. They always want to come and do the show. They're like, I want you to interview me. I want to go. I have shit to say. As soon as they know you have a show, they're like, oh, they I want to be just, sure, they, they just want to be heard, yeah. of course. Everybody wants to rant. Everybody loves talking shit about everybody. Um, you talk to them in real life, and you kind of try to kind of interview them to see what they have to say. Right. They're like uh, uh, stuttering. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these people don't understand. It takes more than just to be like a cool like YouTuber or right. influencer to actually have like talent, something to say, to be presentable in front of the camera, to have a, a good voice, you know? Well, that's and and people are just, they just, these kids or whatever, all these people, they just feel like, oh, I got all these millions of likes. How do we, I'm going to translate this into my own show. Well, it there's just doesn't people really like, work. There's people like, um, that are just really good when they're edited too. So like Jenna Marbles, I, I think she's great. Yeah, I, yeah. Jenna Marbles she, is, is going to go down as like a, the, like a like YouTube the pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she has a radio show on XM and it's terrible. Is it? Yeah, she's, she's not good she's live. Not, yeah. And, um, well, she's good when it's like, duh, and then cut, 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 yeah. cut, cut, <laughs> yeah. cut. Sure. So she's I'm good sure. with really quick edits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not hating. I like her. I think she's, I think she's good at what she does, but I think she's good at what she does. She should stay in her yeah, realm. Yeah. There's like, a, like some people out there that you think that you can just translate from like, you know, going to YouTube or yeah, Instagram. Yeah, she still has a show. It's just, on XM. It's just terrible. Stay well, what I see. In what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that, you know, obviously you're at the parties because you like the parties, but you're at the parties because you're good at what you do. Sure. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's like work and play. I would say it's, yeah. I would say it's 50, 50. It's like, it's, but you, you have an insight. Sure. Kind of, uh, in, in, in the ability to forecast because you've been here. Right. right? Because a, a lot of things that we always fucking talk about yeah. on this show is the Midwest. Okay. Sean, I have a question. <laughs> we for love you. Nebraska. Why? Well, I, I really we bet FOMO. Nebraska. FOMO gets me oh, every wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Eric Sanchez, Dirty Sanchez, is taking off his is there... ugly grandma cardigan because he's sweating right now. Sorry, it's a little warm here. <laughs> okay, and, it, and it's warm. So is there an underground railroad from Ohio? No, Nebraska, to Nebraska. Hollywood? From the Midwest to Hollywood, is there an underground railroad specifically in the Midwest? To, uh, because I sometimes wonder where all the fuck these people come from. Why, yeah. Maybe why are you from Boston? 
why did you go to Emerson and why did every single one of your friends go there too? So Yeah. I, I, I think why <laughs> I think what I'm as I as I hear you talk, you know, you're super personable. You're you know has a fuck, lot of insight. Yeah, you know what the fuck you're talking about. And do you feel I feel this way when I have meetings with some of these older gentlemen? There's a humongous disconnect between the millennials, right? I, I'm I mean I'm thirty seven. Um I avocado mask, so you can't tell. But I, I, I find that like I get the kids I, I feel like I get them. And I think that if you take a Vine star, for example, right, and you put him onto a mainstream thing, you have now taken away why he was cool. Yeah, exactly. He was cool because he was me. You put me on a fucking screen, that's not cool. That's a fucking, that's mainstream shit. That's, that's whack. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm constantly finding when I'm in these meetings, there's a humongous generational disconnect. Well, they're trying to capitalize no matter what. Between what and what worked for them. Well, yeah. I think people are still trying to figure that out. So, like, In the yeah. Mall is a big company. Right. And what it's, they, it's, it, a, it's a new thing. All this, all these little, like, stars, it's a new thing. People are trying right. to figure out how to place them, so how here's, to make money So, here's a, good, here's a good experiment. In the Mall, what they did was, they're a big company, and what they did was they did their first ever social media movie. So, they did a whole scripted movie, and every star that starred in the movie was a big social media influencer that had over a million followers and their deal was we're going to give you peanuts up front for payment but <laughs> but you're going to get surprised. you're going to get a percentage of whatever the movie makes plus the deal is you have to tweet you promote have to it. do yeah, a promotional thing so so yeah so they did this whole movie and they did it under a million dollars that was their budget because they knew they under wanted a million dollars yeah so it's been about three years and they've just broken even so the model, like, and they had all these huge just, social yeah, media influencers, like, people, people, know what to do with it. Well, people, people who go to yeah. watch, you know, um, I don't even know who was in that one movie. It was, it was like some high school thing called The Virgin or something. But um, they don't want to watch the kid who they go and see talk about like his dating problems. They don't want to see that kid playing like the high school like jock in a movie, and he can sit and talk about, oh, I got my new movie coming out. And they're like. No, tell us more about yeah. your weird dating stories and shit. Yeah. Like, think, but doesn't it suck for that kid wait, because he I wanted think, to be an actor? Yeah, that's why he did it. Yeah. One minute, right. one minute, little shorts like that don't really translate into like big budget things or, or like big TV shows. Sometimes it's, it's just like easy. better to leave it where it's it is. It's easy to hate on those things because they're bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I watch and and, and it's not that. Look, I have um, you know probably an overinflated ego. I blame Hollywood. No. And Obama. Don't, but no. like and Trump. But like. <laughs> I don't know these one minute things. I'm super fucking uninspired, honestly. And 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 not to hate on King Bach and all these fucking dudes, but King Bach actually translated it into which is great how, how yeah. he's done his stuff. You know, I I know a lot. There's of his a few people. of them who. Have, there's mean, a few of them who did Kevin good. Hart. He started through YouTube. But, but he, did, he, huh? he was yeah. he was I think he was one of the only ones who made it to mainstream. He, he actually he did, huh? But the only I'm I'm so sick and tired of Kevin Hart. Because so short and so cute. I can't, though, every no? single movie is the same fucking thing. His fucking voice. Hey, fucking, but it's, it's a, hold he's on. a one. Isn't what person. we're talking about yeah. though? Stay in your fucking lane. Yeah. Hollywood is something that I worked in the commercial but industry I don't need for to ten see, years, the, right? The, the thing is, I don't need to see three movies a, a year. Him playing the cop. Well, or him playing the dad. You tell that like, to I'm, Ice Cube. Like, he's I'm, good I'm at what he, you yeah. tell that he, to Ice he's Cube. good at what he does. Give me once a year, like a once a year thing, but not three times a year. I'm I'm over it. He's I'm good, over it. He's Kevin good Hart. at what he does. All he's, right. Kevin Hart is very interesting because he's annoying enough to be loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You can't really no, dislike him, even if you hate him. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, definitely. A, I think he annoys everyone. Yeah. But like, you're like, oh, well, look at Chris Tucker. Whatever happened to him? Look at Chris Tucker. Kevin Hart, TikTok. TikTok, motherfucker. Save your money now. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Hart. Save your money. Kevin Hart for real on Instagram. Save your money. All right, Kevin guys. Hart. I think I have a little bromance going on with you two. I think the date was actually you two. 
Nice I mean, set you look, guys I, up. No, you guys have I, a lot in common. I actually learned a lot from you guys. Again, I'm a newbie here in this town, and listening to all your stories is very, very inspiring. And I definitely learned a lot with what you had to say, Sean. Oh, good. I think it was incredible. I think a lot of our listeners are new to Los Angeles. It's usually who I cater to, or the people out there that are really trying to make it in this town, and they're 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 in the grind. They don't really understand how this right. town works, and it's they're an just overwhelming and, place, and they're like, I mean? "Oh my God, is this only happening to me?" And no, it's not happening to you. It's happening to me, and it's happening to you, and it's happening to you, Eric, and it's happening to everybody. Yeah. We're all in this shit together, in this cesspool. But there's always a silver <laughs> lining because this is a great town, and like we've said before, and we said in this show. There's a piece of the pie for everybody here. You just have to go get it. You have to understand what you're good at. You have to hone on what you know your talents and make you know perfect them, and then go out there and show people what you have. And then I think that's the best way to go around this business and to try to yeah. make it in this entertainment business. And like what you said, keep yourself relevant. You may be the best actor, but if you can't be in front of the camera. Stay within this, the, you know, stay within the, the Do industry. Something. Do something within the industry <laughs> because eventually you will be noticed. And I think that would be, we're going to leave the show right here. I, I really enjoy you coming here. Sean, do you want to leave our audience with like anything, words of wisdom or, or I don't or know, just or your joke? Instagram to if, see if, if you're, Instagram. No, There's a lot more relevant people. You can DM him yeah. all you Please, want. I won't get you in any party ever, Make I sure promise. you DM him and be like, bro. I will not take you to the Grammys, I promise, or the Oscars. You know, there there's a lot of things you can do in this town, so just do them. If you can't get an internship because you're not in college, that if you are in college, please go to an agency, take learn how things work behind the camera if you want to work in exactly. front of the camera. Yeah. If you're not if you're not able to because a lot of people aren't in college, go go do something. Go go find an, an unpaid internship. Go do something. Go Figure out some aspect of the entertainment industry that you can see yourself doing. If you're a creative person like an actor, you're probably creative in other ways. Yes, one hundred percent. You can be a, a content creator. You can be a producer. You can a be a director. Yeah. There's anything. You know, I think writing is just as much of a hustle as acting. Though, <laughs> it is. But you know, or it, being a comedian. Or being a comedian. That's the new. That's the new hustle, by the way. The comedian. Everybody's a comedian I now. I would die. I would be the worst. It's just. It's not ridiculous. Funny at all. Yeah, actually, we talk about this all the time because that's like the step below of being an actor in this town right now it's like everybody's like oh i'm a comedian the other day oh my I, god we talked about oh, the other day be funny the other day i uber pulled there was three people in the uber no, including there's... the driver and they were all fucking comedians and i wanted to just shoot myself i know you in wanted the head. To, i know you wanted to wrap this show hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully at some point sean if you wouldn't mind um we could have you back because this is this yeah is really, we have, this is really we have more stuff to talk this about really i will come back with funny stories i have a million funny because like, this was this funny... was more of like a industry like, we left takeover. we left all the gangbang stories i out. know but we're gonna have we're um, gonna bring you back for yeah the gangbang Sean part two story um, for the... <laughs> i do say though I, I i would like to say though in hollywood it's really funny because it's uh it's a lot of hollywood's very predictable very predictable because it's well that's fake hollywood is very predictable no but what you're saying about the stand-up yeah stuff everybody's and the, and the a comedy comedian stuff, now like you don't Ridiculous. know how many people guys girls exes friends have gone through the like i want to be an actor okay i started booking and it stops because hollywood everyone knows it's, it's evan flow yeah it doesn't all you're, come you're all like unemployed till your next yeah gig you don't have a job for a month you think the world's ending <laughs> you want to commit suicide and then you get a job and then you're fine yeah and then it happens again so i don't know how many times i've seen people going like yeah dude i'm doing stand-up 
Oh, like, fucking you're not really? even fucking funny. Really? Yeah, you're doing like, stand up? Like, really? where? Where are you doing stand up? How fucking original? Are oh, you doing stand up now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, actor, slow, I'm going to do comedy. Because that's. That's my yeah. Ticket. That's like, good. Like no, I I let's it's, be more original. Hollywood. I I think I think that's like the backup plan. But How they about need actor they to need, catering. Yeah, they need to they need a backup <laughs> you know? to the backup plan because actor that's not PA. working. Yeah, go be a bartender like I am. That's my backup plan. Hey, we make a good the reverse, living. What can I say? Actor bartender. <laughs> well, you're on the right track. Yeah. yeah, you work at a restaurant and you're and and you're being a creative. Yeah, I'm I'm a bartender. That's actually the way to make it. In Hollywood. Podcaster. That's then actually the way to make it there you, <laughs> go. there you go. You're doing something. I'm you got doing to... something. I'm listen. It's like it's like you said. I couldn't book anything because the world is not ready for a Puerto Rican, like a real one. <laughs> they're, you know? they're close. Yeah, I they're think they're, they're I not think really ready close. for a real they're, Puerto they're Rican. They're close. I hope so, Sean. I really am, but they're not really ready. So I just like I said, I decided to keep myself relevant. 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 <laughs> Great yeah, movie. Sure. Great it's movie. Exactly. Yeah. So I decided to create this podcast, and this is my vehicle of keeping myself out there, keeping myself entertained. I love doing this show. This is my passion. It's, it, it, it works in so many ways. It keeps my brain very activated. It keeps my, you know, my speech very well. My improv skills always working. And it just keeps me very, you you're know, working, busy. You're constantly working on your English on the show? I'm constantly working on reading, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst reader and speller. But that's sure. another show. <laughs> reader and speller. Yeah. Your grammar's on point. It's definitely not my forte. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, I think we're going to leave it right here. Do you want to say words of wisdom, Eric Dirty Sanchez? You know what? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always inspired. Um, I, I like that you gave me another nickname I'm not going to say <laughs> on on, uh, on this because it's fucking whack. That was mine. It's uh, the best nickname but, in the world. Uh, Sean, I just want to you know, say thank you for Anytime. Um, for being here. And I think that uh, a lot of people need to hear an insider's perspective on things. And I think that Hollywood is just a big kind of mind fuck until you get in and then you realize it's work and <laughs> yeah. that's what people need to realize it's i think work. and if we could share anything with anyone it's that like it's work don't overthink it you know and just and, go out and, there hustle and do your thing definitely and i think that you know sean said it very you know eloquently that you know he came here in a civic almost died the on the way over <laughs> just just a note I've, I've i've also been broke like three times since so it it works in ways it's but you, but you find your you find you find your place yeah. And that, that's the most important thing. You find your place and then you, you'll be fine. Oh, I almost have a tear. Oh, very, very, very good. All right, guys. We'll leave you right there. And like I always say, be safe out there and make fun of yourself and everybody. And there's a piece of the pie for everybody out there. So go and fucking get yours. Like Bye. How about that? <laughs> Catch me outside. Let me tell you, I'm out here from a very far away. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Uh, no more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Uh, no more. Los Angeles. Please. Shake that body, party that body. Please. Hey baby, you forget your Ray-Bans And my sheets still orange from your spray tan It was more than softball for the gay man She remember my sprinter, so I was in the great fan uh, Well, cutie, I like your bougie booty Come here, rig up, I do me Well, let's make a movie, hell You know my repertoire is like a wrestler I show you the road, connect the dots 
Hey, country girl in the valley, but mama used to cook red beans and rice. Now with Denny's form in the morning, spoil your appetite. Liquor pouring and niggas warming your section with erection. Smoking every direction. Middle finger, pedestrian.